It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. One of my greatest joys is watching someone experience an aha moment. I delight in seeing that person's eyes light up with a spark of understanding, especially when that recognition might change the trajectory of his or her life. My hope at the start of every conversation is to expand hearts and to create an open space for learning. This is because I've always known that teaching is my true calling. It's the taproot from which all of my other skills and talents grow. I felt this even when I was a little girl playing school in my grandmother's yard, trying to get my cousins, Willie Mac and Lonnie, to spell the Bible names Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego correctly. Any chance I got to play teacher, I took it. Author James Hillman calls this the oak within the acorn. We were created as individual acorns in need of nourishment and proper conditions to help us grow into mighty oak trees. I firmly believe it is no coincidence that I ended up sharing wisdom with millions in what became the world's largest classroom, The Oprah Winfrey Show. It wasn't kismet, serendipity, or even plain old luck. I don't believe in luck. For me, luck really means preparation, meeting the moment of opportunity. I was born to teach. My only job was to listen, trust, and obey the call. The same is true for you in following your call. You will hear stories of others who tapped into their unique essence, took a leap of faith, and now have a clear understanding of who they are and why they are here. Like me, they've come to know that there is no moving up and out in the world unless you're fully acquainted with the person you are meant to be. What an unbelievable world we would live in if everyone were doing exactly what they were created to do. A few years ago, I was talking about this very idea with Amy, my chief of staff. Amy's job is to keep all of the trains in my life on track, while at the same time juggling a wide assortment of daily curveballs thrown our way. It involves a whirlwind of multitasking. As Amy and I talked about recognizing one's early unique gifts, she had her own aha. She told me that when she was young, all she wanted for her eighth birthday was a filing cabinet. She just loved the idea of labeling the files and managing paperwork. She also had a calendar before there were events to even write in it, 
and printed rainbow business cards so that people knew she could organize their lives. Now Amy's job is to organize mine, and it makes me smile to see her delight when she's checking off a list. She followed her calling all the way to my office in Hollywood. Of course, your purpose doesn't have to be tied to your career. I have many friends who told me they knew they were meant to have children before they even understood what it was to conceive. I've always believed that accepting the call to be a mother is the choice to become the ultimate spiritual teacher because mothers live in service and sacrifice to their children. Whatever you're calling, it's already rooted within you, and those roots can be trampled or tugged at, but never removed. They grow stronger only when tended, nurtured, and most important, shared with others. My deepest desire is for people to get still enough to identify what makes them unique and connect to hope, possibility, and fulfillment in all areas of their lives. As author and spiritual trailblazer Gary Zukov so brilliantly taught me, when you align your personality with your purpose, no one can touch you. We start with Nate Berkus. I was the kid that cared so much about the things around me, cared so much about the way things looked, but more importantly, the way things felt, that I was tortured by sharing a bedroom with my younger brother. And for me, it was my own space. And my mother knew that, I don't think she knew that I would end up working in design. I don't think she knew that I would end up being on your show. I don't think that yeah. anyone predicts or tries to or dreams for that. But what she did know was that her son was the kind of person that had to control the way a space felt and the way a space looked and that I would get great pleasure out of not just the privacy. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the point. It was the selection. It was the process. It was watching a space that was raw concrete walls in a basement be transformed into a space where I could live out my daily life. Because when you are connected to those kinds of things, meaning your inner world, mm -hmm. the space around you really matters. Really matters. Because the space around you reflects your inner space. And I think it's universal. I think no matter it who we are true. or what we have or we don't have, everybody wants to live better. Next, Brian Grazer. So you weren't a great student. No. Didn't even read well. I mean, no. back in the day, you would have been called dyslexic, probably. Yeah, definitely, right? definitely. And your mother was really upset with you because you were failing the third grade. Exactly. Which is reason to be concerned. Yes, I was Much totally, I... totally failing the third, yes. But your grandmother wasn't worried. My grandmother wasn't worried. She liked all the questions I asked and always give me an answer. And, and she'd always say, Brian, you're going to be special. You're going to use this curiosity. You're going to be a special kid. And I often was looking at my report card while she's saying, you're going to be special. My report card said all Fs and Ds. And I'm going, does she know what's going on here? I'm getting all Fs and she's telling me I'm going to be special. But she just had this sustained belief in me and validated me for questions and, and asking questions and curiosity. But I did use this curiosity to meet new people in subjects that I would have never learned anything about. And... By meeting these new people, it's given life to movies and television shows I've done. It's helped me in my personal life with my children. It's been a powerful force in my life. So powerful and profound. And now, Lynn Manuel Miranda. 
My parents both worked really hard. I have never known either of my parents to have just one job. They always had many jobs at once and they worked really hard so that we could have the things we wanted. And I grew up aware of that, but I also grew up in a house where they were not around for the nine to five, but they were there for the important stuff. They never missed a play. They were very present, but they weren't around. Got it. Uh, and so I had this enormously rich imaginative life, as my Twitter followers will know, because you will see hours of VHS videos and movies that I made growing up. And now, Tracy Morgan. When did you know that comedy was a way out and my it My dad could was save funny. You? Yeah, your dad was he funny. He was Richard Pryor funny. It was Richard he Pryor. He did it in Vietnam. Wow. He was funny, so I didn't really stay under my friends. Mm -hmm. I, like, hung out with my dad and his friends. The, the conversation between his friends and him were more stimulating. I couldn't learn nothing from my friends. I, they knew what I knew. Mm -hmm. But I could learn from my father and his friends. And he was funny. He was funny. I remember when he came to the projects, everybody came out because Jimmy's here. And I remember <laughs> him sitting me on his lap at four. He said, say to Boo Boo, he said, say your mother this and that. And I said, I said, you're lying. And everybody started laughing. <laughs> and I liked that. And that's how far back it went. It was my dad. Sister Joan Chittister. I've never quite met anybody who knew at three years old, <laughs> standing looking in a casket, right. that being a nun was your yeah. calling. Can you tell me how you knew that? Yeah, I do. It was quite clear to this little mind. My father had died. Uh, he was 23. My mother was a 21-year-old widow mm. with this little baby. How many children did she so. have? Oh, I'm it. Yeah. Yeah. And she dressed me to take me to the funeral parlor. Her brothers and sisters said, you cannot take that child yes. to a funeral parlor. Mm -hmm. My mother said, her father died. She has to grieve like we do. She's going. So she's holding me now in front of the casket. I've got my little hands around her head. I can feel the tears. Her face is wet. I know something terrible, but I'm looking over her shoulder mm -hmm. like I'm looking there. And down there at the end of the casket, I say, Mama, what are those two things? What are those things? There at the end. And my mother hugs me a little and she says, Honey, those are, those are sisters. Those are special friends of daddy's and special friends of God's. They taught your daddy in high school, and they're going to stay here tonight. And when God comes for daddy's soul, they're going to say, this is Joan's daddy, and he's very good. Take him straight to God. And I said to myself, I want to be one of those. I thought that was the best job in the world. You just sit around waiting and, and helping the helping come. people's daddies get to That's God. Right. Helping people's that daddies was, get and to I God. spent the rest of my life racing across streets to say hello to nuns. Hi, sister. Hi, sister. And I went to a Catholic school and I was not disappointed. I don't have any horror stories of my Catholic education. Those sisters were loving, they were smart, they were competent, and they became a model of womanhood for me. Mm. A long time before there was any language for it. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Thomas's presents Tackling Traffic with Tom, 
Good morrow. Tis your reminder to savour the morning with Thomas's breakfast. And while you may not be able to control what occurs on your commute, like your horse and buggy popping a wheel and axle on the way to the schoolhouse, you can control what you put atop your soft but crunchy bagel and the toastiness of your English muffin. So do take the time to savour the morning with Thomas's. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Reverend Ed Bacon. When I was five... Mm-hmm. I was playing alone in a pine grove in South Georgia. And all of a sudden, I felt enveloped by warmth and light. And I heard inaudibly, in the deepest part of myself, Mm -hmm. you are the most beloved creature in all of creation. At the same time I got that message, I also heard, And every other person is the most beloved creature in all of creation. Changed my life. It made my life what it is. RuPaul Charles. Well, you know, it is interesting. I knew that you were my kind of human when I first heard you say that we're all born naked and the rest is just drag. Because I have a different way of saying that, but I mean the same thing, that we're all in these kind of body suits Mm -hmm. and you come up with these definitions and these ideas about who you really are. Mm -hmm. But we all are, my favorite quote, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, who said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. And I got that as a kid. You know, I was a young kid and I thought, is everybody getting that this is all kind of an illusion? And I couldn't get anybody to corroborate with me until... Do you remember the first time you thought that, though? I remember when (laughs) my parents were in the living room going crazy, you know, beating each other up. I knew this is, this can't be right. But when I was about 11 years old on PBS, I found my tribe in Monty Python's Flying Circus. I thought, okay, they get it. Okay, they're irreverent. They're not taking anything seriously. And they're having fun. That's what this is all about. So that's when I, I got it very early. My sisters also, you know, we, we laughed. That was our, our sanctuary, was a place where we could find some peace. I like the lighter things of life. I like the music 
and the colors and the smells and the, I like love. I like those things. I, have to, I like to stay away from the dark stuff. It's there, but um, I tend to go to the light side. Glennon Doyle. I remember after I brought my littlest home, mm -hmm. I was staying home with my three kids because that is an amazing idea for someone with high anxiety. Mm -hmm. I was just dripping with babies. And I remember going to a play date mm -hmm. and the woman turned to me and said, so how do you feel? Like you've got the three babies at home, how do you feel? And I thought, awesome, we're gonna talk about how we feel. And I remember, because I'm a metaphor girl, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been working on a metaphor for how I felt. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, I don't know a lot about science, but I know there's like two different kinds of volcanoes. And the first volcano is an active volcano, and the second one is a dormant one. And the dormant volcano looks calm on the outside, but inside she's like bubbling with boiling hot lava that at any moment could just explode and mm -hmm. kill everyone in the vicinity. That's how I feel as a stay-at-home mom all day. <laughs> And by the way, that's perfect. That's exactly how it feels. It's an amazing metaphor. But everybody just, just silence and just like wide eyes. Uh -huh. And I had that moment where I was like, oh, we're not doing that here. Oh, you didn't mean how I really felt. So then I said, okay, what I meant is that I just love every minute of it. I just, I hate when they sleep. I just stare at them. <laughs> and I think if there's one word that would describe how I feel as a mother, it would be fulfilled. That's how I feel, is fulfilled. And then we ended the moment. And I thought, okay, well, we're not gonna be honest at playdates, uh -huh. all right? Uh -huh. That's a shame. So. But saying that is what made the other person feel comfortable, feel a sense of relief. Probably, like, or afraid for me, or, or I don't afraid, know. Or Maybe some calls yes, to people, like, I don't oh, know. God, that Glennon's not right. right, right Something's right. not right with her. So then, I was desperate for a place to tell the truth. Uh -huh. I knew I needed that for my sobriety. Uh -huh. You know, to just stay naked and unashamed, like this is me and I don't think it's a mistake. So I knew I needed a place to tell the truth and I actually did start feeling this invitation to start writing. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like an annoying tap from God, like really? get off the couch and start writing. But I ignored it because I just love watching TV. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so one day I was passing the computer and I saw this thing going on on Facebook called the 25 things. Yes. So my friends were just like making lists about things about themselves. And I thought, awesome, I can make a list. So I sat down at the computer. The 25 things list. you don't know about me. Right, yes, right, okay. yes. Uh -huh. And so I walked away and two hours later I came back and Oprah, my list had been shared all these times from my personal page and I had 27 new emails and I thought something, something. So, so then I, that's when I thought, oh, I really should have read someone else's list before I did mine. This is my number six. I'm a recovering food and alcohol addict, but I still find myself missing booze in the same twisted way that we can miss people who repeatedly beat us and leave us for dead. That was your number six. Okay. It's true. Mm-hmm. True. But here's my friend Sarah's number six. My favorite snack food is hummus. Wow. <laughs> Oprah, all of them, all of mine were like that. That was like the most lighthearted one. And so I thought, oh, we're not doing that here either. We weren't doing that. Yeah. And I wanted to die. I just wanted to just take it all back. But then later that night, I started opening those emails from people. And they were from people who I had known my whole life, 
but I had never really known. Because they, these emails said things like, oh my gosh, Glennon, I just read your list, and I've been bulimic for 12 years, and I've never told anyone. Glennon, I just read your list, my husband and I are struggling, we don't know where to turn. Glennon, I just read your list, my dad's depressed, and on and on. And then they'd all be like, I mean, not all of it, because whoa, but like number four. Yes. All of them would say that as a disclaimer. And I thought, this is interesting. This is like, this truth telling is something that can unlock people. You know, like if we're really For meant sure. to connect For with sure. each other, then what are we wasting our time? Yeah. With this other sort Pretense of stuff. thing, yeah. yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, and, and I, felt, I felt connected. Mm -hmm. I felt connected, like the real me to the other real other people. You know, the stuff we mm -hmm. were meant to help each other carry. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, and if everybody were being honest, it would be so much easier for everybody to carry. <sighs> President Joe Biden. I read that ever since you were a little boy, you were a boy with a vision, that you had a picture in your head of the kind of man that you wanted to be. Did you live up to your own expectations? Did you fulfill the vision or exceed the vision? I, by and large, believe that I have uh, ended up being the man I wanted to be. But it wasn't in terms of accomplishment. Mm. Because people usually translate that into, you know, as a young guy, I knew I wanted to be senator, I knew I wanted to be president, I knew I... But that, that wasn't true. What was true was I wanted to live up to my parents' expectation. Mm. And I wanted to be that person that met my mother's standard being defined by my courage. I wanted to be that person who, uh, no matter what happened, just got back up and kept going. I wanted to be that person who was there and loyal to people who, uh, who were loyal to him. Pastor Wentley Phipps. When the things that you dream of as a kid and you watch them come to reality, those are moments of destiny. But then, I began to realize that, and God showed me that moments of destiny are moments for which you were created, but they're not the reason for which you were created. The reason for which we were created is to grow every day, to more resemble, reflect, and reveal the character of the one who created us. Mm. He dreams about you, he dreams about me. And the most amazing thing that can happen in the life of a human being yeah. is to catch a glimpse of what God's been dreaming for you. But the most beautiful thing that God dreams for us is for us to love like him, to be kind like him, to have faith, to have virtue. To resemble, to resemble, reflect, reflect, and reveal, and reveal him. The character. That's his most beautiful dream for each and every one of us. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. 
Listen to Stars and Stars with Isa wherever you get your podcasts. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.